Welcome to the New Books Network. Welcome to SEAC Stories, brought to you by the Sydney Southeast Asia Centre at the University of Sydney. This podcast tells the stories of our members. I'm your host, Natalie Pearson. Demographic changes, the rise in disposable income and steady economic growth have led to a growing demand for healthcare services in Vietnam. But the public healthcare system struggles to meet the diverse healthcare needs of the Vietnamese population. Within this context, the private sector in Vietnam fills an important gap left by the public sector. Today's guest is interested in why consumers choose private over public health services in Vietnam, and in particular, the social factors that influence these choices, including word-of-mouth referrals, the patient-doctor relationship, the behaviour of healthcare staff, and marketing. To talk us through these issues, I am joined on the SEAC Stories podcast by Dr. Mai Nguyen, a public health specialist with the Ministry of Health in Vietnam. Mai received her PhD from the Queensland University of Technology in 2021, with her thesis looking at the health-seeking behaviours of individuals in Vietnam. Mai was a SEAC writing fellow in 2022, and her article looked at how public and private healthcare providers interact with consumers to affect their choices. Mai, thank you and welcome to SEAC Stories. Nice to meet you and happy to be here. Mai, your research focuses on the health system in Vietnam and the reasons why consumers choose private over public health services. Can you start us off by telling us about the public system and in particular the challenges that the public healthcare system faces in Vietnam? Yes, the public system in Vietnam is complex, mix of hospitals and clinics. The public health facilities are organized now into four levels, national, provincial, district, and communal levels. Lowest level is a communal level. There are clinics. They are the first points of contact to provide outpatient services and to manage chronic disease. If patients need more complex medical services, they will be transferred to hospitals at the second level, which is uh, district level. So together, clinics and hospitals at district level provide primary care. At higher level, provincial level, hospitals provide secondary care for people living in the province. And at the highest level is the national level, where there are hospitals provide tertiary care to people all over the country. What are the challenges that the public health care system is facing? Yes, so ideally people should be transferred from the lowest level to the highest level based on their medical condition. However, many, many people just go straight to the highest level hospitals where there are more highly skilled doctors, nurses, and wider range of medical services. So that makes major public hospitals at the higher level overcrowding. And overcrowding can lead to long waiting time, complicated administration procedure, unempathetic staff, and even corruption at the higher level. So is the public health care system meeting the needs of the Vietnamese population? Is it fit for purpose? Yes, actually, the public health system has been in operation for many decades and have helped the nation to gain great achievement in terms of improving health outcome. For example, increasing life expectancy, low infant and children under five mortality, 
and very high vaccine coverage for Vietnamese people. And this health outcome makes Vietnam on par with other Southeast Asian countries such as Thailand, Indonesia. But along with the social and rapid economic development, the needs for health care are increasing significantly and quickly. As a result, the public health care system failed to address these growing needs accordingly. So private sector need to be developed in order to fill in this gap. Yeah, so tell us about that. What gaps is the private healthcare sector filling? How is it doing that? Let's get back to the a little bit history of private health sector development. So prior to 1990s, private health sector didn't exist in Vietnam, only public sector. But the government recognized it in 1992. And after that, private health services have significantly expanded. And now currently there are over 200 private hospitals and they tend to be concentrated in high-income urban in big city. There are more than 35,000 private clinics and their location tend to be geographically convenient to the growing population, especially for newly developed community. The private health care or private health services often offer more flexible reception times for our patient visits, while public health sector offer our patient services uh, during office hours. And in general, providers offer services similar to public providers, but they also focus on services which are considered weak in public sectors such as rehabilitation, counselling and physical therapy. Is it really expensive, the private healthcare system? Do you have to have a high income to be able to attend these private sector clinics in the district and the hospitals? The short question is yes. Normally, private services are more expensive than the same services in public one. But for some high-income populations, it is affordable. So it can help uh, to reduce the stress in public sector. For example, people who can afford the private services can go to private providers. Which sounds great for those who can afford it, but what sort of disparities is this rise in the private healthcare system leading to? Are there any checks and balances around it? Yeah, that's a very great question because actually the most concerning about the growing of private health service is that it could lead to unequal access because it can only, as a private health service, only be offered to people who are able to pay. While the core value of health system is that everybody who needs health care have to be assessed to the care they need. But private services, of course, you have to pay. So one of the most concerning regarding the growth of private health services, it could lead to unequal access to health care because private health services are only offered to people who are able to pay. And secondly, over-advertising and excessive focus on patient demand rather than than medical need could impact the quality of service in private provider. And finally, the patients are the source of income of private providers. They are more vulnerable to over-servicing and overcharging that make treatments more costly. 
As a result, the overall cost of the healthcare system will increase. For example, doctors refer patients to for unnecessary diagnostic scans and treatments in order to receive high commissions and informal kickbacks rather than providing the best evidence-based healthcare. There's also the question of location of these healthcare clinics and hospitals, these private ones, because you said they're clustered in, you know, around urban areas, but then the question is how do people in rural areas access these so, facilities? So because they have the private services and the private providers they have choice. They try to locate to areas where they can get as much as many patients as possible. And for people living in the rural area, they have only choice, but they have a choice of public services more than private services. Is the private healthcare sector regulated? Yes, actually it, it is regulated by the government. Now the regulation, the enforcement of this regulation is not very strict and because of the scale and diversity of these private health providers, so sometimes it's difficult to manage and to enforce the regulations. You mentioned corruption earlier. Does corruption come into it when we're looking at the regulation of private healthcare sector? I mean, the corruption is in public sector more than private sector because actually, you know, as I said from the beginning, the overcrowding in public hospitals and then people just want to jump the queue. So they have to pay money under the table for medical staff in hopes of getting better medical services. Okay, so well, let's talk about the patients then. What drives a patient to choose private over public healthcare? Is it about convenience? Is it about having confidence in the system? Is it about availability and access? Or are there other social factors at play? Yes, actually, there are many groups of factors that has been found impacting the choice of private over public health in Vietnam, such as the legal framework, individual medical needs, and enable factors such as income, education, proximity, and providers' service organization. Those factors have been identified in the other part of my study. But I do agree that convenience, confidence, and availability are the three important dimensions of service design that strongly affect the choice of private over public health services, and social factors is one of these aspects too. So when we're thinking of social factors, does that include things like the patient-doctor relationship? How important is that? The patient-doctor relationship is one of the factors, social factors, that affect the choice of public over private health services in Vietnam. The reason is in Vietnam, public doctors are allowed to work in private sectors. Many, many public doctors have their own clinic after hours. So people who, who see public doctor in public hospital sometimes prefer to see them also in their own clinic. Mm. And this is especially when doctor-patient relationship is respectful and positive. And also private doctors also prefer to refer patients to their personal, professional, and corporate network. So that's why the relationship between doctor and patient affect 
the choice of patient of services. That's really great explanation and it brings me to my next question which is about word of mouth as another important social factor. Given consumers' prioritisation of things like credibility and trustworthiness, how important is marketing in the private healthcare sector? Word of mouth is, is a way that people share their experience and emotion and also their feeling about the service they receive and then it can affect the choice of their peers. Marketing itself plays in an important role in helping healthcare providers to create, to communicate and add values to their services. An effective marketing could help people to use appropriate uh, services, point out patients' potential needs, and uh, offer new health services that patients are not aware of requesting. For example, like early detection of cancer or detection of chronic disease. So in that case, marketing is very important in healthcare services. The private sector seems to do this well, which doesn't surprise me. What about the public sector? Do they also prioritise social interaction or is that further down the list of their priorities? In Vietnam, the public sector are now in dominant position. So they have a over abundant people seeking care in public sector, they seem to ignore also little interest in in promote their services to get people come to their facilities. But by contrary, the private sector recently developed. They want to get patients to their facilities so they promote the advertisement and marketing. Is it a matter of style over substance though? What are the risks of focusing too much on marketing? Does it come at a cost to quality in the private sector or are they also offering equivalent medical services? In my study I found that private sector pay too much attention on marketing and to satisfy patient rather than medical needs. So, of course, it will impact the quality of services because you just try to satisfy patients by doing their request. In some cases, it could less to prescribe unnecessary tests, scans and treatment. And then, of course, it affects the quality of services and also the cost of services. Tell us what an ideal healthcare system would look like. Well, I think the, the ideal healthcare should be able to do both. These two factors should be intertwined in healthcare system to assure equal access to healthcare and the responsiveness and effectiveness of the healthcare system. Is it just about achieving global healthcare in Vietnam or is it also about ensuring consumers feel empowered in their choices about which health providers to use? There are many, many rooms for public sector or public health provider to improve as I said from the beginning, because they face many challenges. And for example, now the public health provider can reorganize the referral system among public providers or expand the capacity so there's no overcrowding in major public hospital. And also they can simplify the administration procedures in public hospitals. But the finding in my study, in this study, I just focus on the social factors. So one of the aspects, the important aspect to improve, to make the service in um, public sector more satisfying 
and more responsive to patients. Yeah, fantastic. We're lucky to have you here in Sydney. You're returning to Vietnam very shortly. What is next on your research agenda when you're back in Vietnam? My future research in Vietnam will focus on comparing the quality, many dimensions of quality of private and public health services and focus on how to improve both services in the whole health system so that public or private health service both do the best quality for Vietnamese people. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Maya, it's been such a pleasure having you on the SEAC Stories podcast. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You've been listening to SEAC Stories, brought to you by the Sydney Southeast Asia Centre at the University of Sydney. Make sure to keep up with all our SEAC Stories podcasts by following us on your favourite podcasting app. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. Every positive review helps new listeners find the show. And of course, let your friends know about us on social media.